Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au forward slash media. Praise the Lord. I'm ready to get into the Word. Uh, if you brought your Bible, good. If you brought your phone, also good. <laughs> we also put it up on this screen. Let's get in to see what God has for us today. And we're going to start with Hebrews, the 11th chapter and verse 3. It says, by faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. All right? So notice that word, that. We understand that. And because it's such an important word, even though it's not that big, I'd like us just to say it out loud. Can we just say the word, that? Can we do that? That. Yes, we understand. It doesn't say how the world was framed, and there's a lot of different opinions even within Christianity of exactly how it all happened. But it doesn't say we understand how it was framed. It doesn't say we understand when it was framed because there are different opinions about that too. But that is not even what we're focusing on and that's not what this verse is focusing on. It is focusing on the fact that God did it. We understand that he created it, and creation is massively important. Um, not only is it the first uh, thing that is addressed in the Bible, it's in the first chapter starting in the very first verse, but when, uh, when we leave the Genesis account of creation, uh, it's brought up then all through the Old Testament and repeatedly in the New Testament because our God is the one that created heaven and earth. And everything else that is in it. And as creator, there is intention and there is purpose for everything that is created. We can't look at everything. I know uh, at another one of the Sunday nights, the fourth Sunday night of each month is, um, is a world view night. And I know Mitch actually started with creation because... It is so pivotal, pivot, pivotal for anything and, and so many things. And so, um, but today we're going to just look at one thing, and that is that on day four, God created the stars. He'd already said, let there be light, and there was light. But as far as the stars, uh, it was not until day four, and then he, he made lesser reflective lights like the moon. And these were made, and the scripture tells us, were made for a purpose. We love them, and they're beautiful, and especially in this hemisphere, they're stunning. But they were actually made for a purpose to mark seasons and to mark days and nights and years. And so, this 24-hour period of time, day and night, uh, we see, is so, so important, but not only just with creation, days, years, months, and, and years, but it also uh, influences and also uh, describes our interaction with the Creator. 
And so we're going to dive in today to see how that is so. And what I mean by that, uh, we're, we're going to start in Exodus, the 16th chapter. Then the Lord said to Moses, look, I'm going to rain down food from heaven for you. It will be food for the rest of the year. Organize large caravans to pick up the massive amounts of food that fall out of heaven. Is that what it says? No, it doesn't say that. It says each day, each day, the people can go out and pick up as much food as they need for that day. He didn't rain uh, an, an, a, a year's worth of food kaboom onto the, onto the earth. He didn't rain a month's worth of food down, a week's worth of food down. It was a day. It was a day. Exodus 16 and verse 21. After this, the people gathered the food. Look at this. Morning by morning. Each family according to its need. Now let's look what else God does on a daily basis. Psalm 68 and verse 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. Daily loads us. And so this is the style of his giving. He is God he has all abundance, everything. There is no lack in him, but he gives on a daily basis. He dispenses his goodness in a daily basis. All right? Matthew six eleven, and this is in the same chapter that um, Alan was using in the offering in six eleven, and Jesus in a prayer that he was uh, modeling, he said this, give us this day, what is it? Not our annual bread. Give us today enough food for the rest of the month. No. He said, give us this day our daily bread. So there's an expectation of something coming daily. So it moves the experience that the children of Israel had in, in the wilderness when, when manna came out of heaven on a daily basis and Jesus is saying, pray this way for your provision to be met on a daily basis. And now in 2 Corinthians 4.16, it says, that is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, and, and, and they are, you're, even when they're not sick at all, we're headed, all of us are appointed once today. But look what it says. Our spirits are being renewed every day. That is why no one ever gets so old that they're not spiritually and cannot be spiritually fruitful or productive because our spirits are getting new every day. Annie, there's much fruit for you ahead. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I thank God for our... For we have some beautiful people in our church, and we call them evergreens because, yep, they're going to be evergreen, <laughs> ever fruitful. And we're going from fruit to fruit. And so um, 
then in Lamentation 3.22, we're going to see something else that comes on a daily basis. In, in um, Lamentation 3.22, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin how often? Every morning. Each morning. And so there's a new and a fresh dispensation or a giving of, of mercy every morning, every day. And Isaiah 33 verse 2 says, uh, But Lord, be, be merciful to us, for we have waited for you. Be our strong arm each day. So the strength of God, the provision of God, the mercy of God, the, the provision of God in all of its ways come on a daily, given by God on a daily basis. Now, how, however, in Ephesians 1 verse 3 says that we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So God has already, if we could say it this way, loaded us up put in our account every spiritual blessing that you could possibly imagine and beyond what you could possibly imagine, every spiritual blessing. So what is it then? If he's already blessed us with all spiritual blessing, are we to have the attitude that when we get saved and we meet Jesus personally, you know, as our Lord and Savior, that we just say, you know, got everything, taking care of everything, I'll see you when I die. It's been nice knowing you, I get to see you when I die. Thanks for, thanks for loading the shelves for me, Jesus. i see you at the end. That's not the idea. There is a capacity then that God has built into us and he designed it in us when he created us to receive natural food on a daily basis. You don't eat annually. I mean, on, you know, there, maybe there can be some days when you give it a go. And there's been some days I've given it a go. But we don't eat annually. God designed as the creator for us to eat daily, to drink daily. There are things that happen within our function that is on a daily basis. And he created this ability to receive, a capacity to receive from all he has blessed us with on a daily basis. And why? Because um, your desire or appetite for God can be bigger or it can diminish. Have you ever had it, I mean, where you just, you're, you're so hungry for God, it's almost distracting. Just so hungry for him. And then experience where it wasn't as much. There could have been an appetite for something else that had replaced and so what happens uh, that God does 
is he's made us in a capacity to receive from him on a daily basis, which we'll see here in the word, or to interact, not just to receive, but to interact with him, not just annually at a great conference or at a special beginning of the year or when our focus comes on the, on the Lord at the top of the year. No, uh, it, let's look what Psalms 145 verse 2 says. I will praise you every day. Every day. You pretty much won't praise him every day unless you think of him every day. You do something else with your time and your mouth and your thoughts. But if you're thinking about him and what he's done for you, you'll end up praising him every day. Tonight, uh, you know, at 6 o'clock, we're going to be having our, our worship night. I really, really recommend that for any of you that have ever gotten to come to that it is like spiritual therapy. It just is wonderful. You just, oh, just in his presence, just washed and, and healed and renewed and helped. But my goodness, if we were only to worship him once a month on a, uh, at 6 o'clock on a Sunday night, it would indicate that you only thought of him <laughs> once a month. And so... Uh, there's things that we can, uh, on a night like this, that, that we're going to all be together, it can be a, a jump start. It can be a help towards doing this every day. Proverbs 8 and verse 34, and if you've read Proverbs 8 very much, you know that the theme of that, that chapter is about wisdom. And wisdom actually then becomes a person. It becomes uh, the Lord Jesus. But Proverbs 8, verse 34 says, Blessed is the man who listens to me, who puts it on their calendar to come to a conference once a year. No. Who, who marks off one day a week, and if God's going to talk to them, it's going to happen in an hour and a half on a Sunday morning. No. Notice what this says. Blessed is the man who listens to me, how often, watching daily, watching daily, waiting at the post of my doors. He has something to say for anyone who wants to hear. Let's look at another one. Luke, the ninth chapter in verse 23, this is quite strong. Jesus said strong things. <laughs> you look at what he wrote in red letters in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and this is one of them. He said, then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, it's going to be a really happy day for them because they're just going to be all so happy and just everything's so lovely and they just sit back and relax. No. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. And take up their cross at the annual conference. No. Take up the cross once in their life and promise that it'll be that way the rest of their life. No. Do it daily. Daily. And follow me. Cross meaning, cross meaning the divine purpose for your life. God's purpose for your life 
has to be chosen daily. There can be natural, um, natural bends and talents and, and things that God has put in a person, but his purpose for your life, which uses the talents, which uses those things, must be chosen. It's so much easier, uh, I found, in riding a bike or in walking to go downhill. Recently, we were in Alice Springs, and we, um, we walked to the top of this, to this, um, I don't know if you'd call it, from Colorado, I wouldn't call it a mountain, but Alice Springs, you would call it a mountain. Uh, it was just stunningly beautiful, and it was quite a, it was quite a, a you know, a trek up. The trek down was a breeze. <laughs> It was quite nice. I talked to this man uh, on his way up, and he was huffing and puffing. I said, you should just turn around and go the other way. It's so much easier. <laughs> the thing about it is, if you're, if you're headed to going downhill and spiraling down, it just seems like you just take the brakes off and coast. But if you're wanting to go up, every step is a choice. And Jesus was saying that, follow me. So you don't see patterned as far as prayer is concerned in the Bible for a person to say, to pray a prayer or vow a vow to God to say, I'll never do that again as long as I live. I I think I've prayed those prayers before, but seeing in the Bible, you just don't see that. To say, I'll never do that again. Or on the other hand, I will always do that. Every day of my life, I will do that. Till the day I die, I will do that. I vow, I, I cross my heart, poke, poke, how's that say? What is that thing? I poke my eye, stick a needle. No, anyway, never, you don't say that. Okay, we're not saying that. So I'll never do that again or I will do that again. You don't see that. What you do see taught in the scripture is what you do every day. So the writer of Hebrews, in two chapters, repeated it over and over again. Today, if you hear his voice, respond. Today, don't harden his voice, uh, your voice, or uh, don't harden your heart by not responding to his voice. Listen, today, you can't obey for tomorrow. You can't obey for 10 years down the track. You can't obey. You can't respond. You can't praise him next year. You're not in next year, but you are in today and you can praise him today. You can't follow him in the next decade of your life or in the next season of your life. You can't follow him and take up your cross next Wednesday. You don't even know what that is. But you can do it today. You can do it today. And then when tomorrow becomes today, you can do it all over again. So it starts with a daily dependence. Why is this so important? God embedded this even within creation in the establishment of a day and a night and things that are measured in, the, in a day and a night and how he interacts with his creation in a day and a night develops dependency. God never meant in all of his loading us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places 
for us to have a cavalier, known care attitude and say, oh, wow, wow, thanks, God. Whoop, see you at the end. No. Jesus, um, Jesus in John the 13th chapter, you know, that's the chapter where um, it was the Last Supper. And the scripture tells us that he knew that he had come from the Father and he was returning to the Father. As believers, we can know that Jesus is our Lord and that when we die, we're going to heaven. But what about the days in between? What about the days in between? And so, what Jesus modeled, and I want to go with what Jesus modeled, amen, as a, as a son of God, what he modeled was a dependency on his father. The more that we grow naturally, the more independent people become. Kids grow up and, and become less and less. Andy's little boy, Benny's little boy, just very dependent right now, but, they're, uh, but there'll be a time when they get their L's. That's a scary thought. <laughs> Indeed. It happens. They, they grow independent. Spiritually, it's exactly opposite. The more you grow in God, it's indicated by a dependency. Jesus was the most dependent. He said, without him, talking about his father, I, I, can do, I can do a lot of stuff. There's only a few things I can't do. Is that what he said? No. He said, without him, I can do nothing. And so he developed a dependency on God. And so it is in a day-by-day working and walking with God that we develop uh, an appetite and awareness of his presence and what comes only from his presence. It happens moment by moment and need by need. You know, the, the temple worship that um, utilized um, sacrifices, animal sacrifices and offerings. I've been looking into this uh, fresh again and looking at the different um, offerings and the different sacrifices that were offered on a daily basis. There were some that were annual, but there were some that were offered on a daily basis. Well, every single one of those sacrifices was a picture of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. And so our acknowledgement of what Jesus did on the cross is not just something you do to get saved. It isn't just something we do on Easter. It's not something we do just in church. It's something you do every day of your life because that is the way that it was set up, that the people of God uh, participated with these sacrifices that were going to be the picture of Jesus going to the cross. They happened on a daily basis. Every day a lamb was sacrificed in the morning. Every day another lamb was sacrificed at night. And so keeping it in front of us, all that Jesus did on our behalf. Now, 
So God interacts to us on a daily basis, and he, we act and interact with him on a daily basis. Let's look at something else that happens on a daily basis that's not so good. And um, we'll see it ex- in an example from uh, Genesis, the 39th chapter, is the story of Joseph in the Bible. And Joseph had been sold into slavery, and he was in Potiphar's house. He started as a slave and ended up being, um, he ended up being the master of the whole house. It's amazing, uh, the favor that he had on him. But then Potiphar's wife started coming after him. And so it says this in verse 10, she kept putting pressure on Joseph, how often? Day by day. So God isn't the only one doing something day by day. And our response to him isn't that just day by day. This is something negative happening, a temptation that is happening day after day. Judges is the story of Samson. And there's this woman, Delilah, in his life that was trying to get his secret out of him of how, why he was so strong. And he wouldn't tell, and he wouldn't tell, and he wouldn't tell. He kept on, you know, saying other things that was not really the, the, uh, the secret of his strength until, look at what it says in verse 16. It came to pass when she pestered him daily with, his, with her words and pressed him so that his soul was vexed to death. He finally gave up his secret, but it wasn't until... Um, there was this daily, daily pressure on him to give up his secret. Uh, Saul hunted David. And notice in 1 Samuel, the 23rd chapter, verse 14, how often it says Saul hunted him, talking about David here in the middle of this verse, hunted him day after day. It was relentless. Saul was coming after him relentlessly. David talked about that in Psalms 56, 1 and 2, when he said, Be merciful to me, O God, for man would swallow me up. Fighting all day he oppresses me. My enemies would hound me all day. Just constant grind. All right? Psalm 74 in verse 22 kind of gives a, a picture of, of uh, the voice that rises from the kingdom of darkness. It says, rise up, O God, defend your cause. Remember how the fools mock you all day. It's perpetual. It's grinding. Second Peter in verse, uh, chapter 2 and verse 8 says, yes, Lot was a righteous man who was tormented in his soul by the wickedness he saw and heard day after day. I think the clearest, though, that we'll, we'll look at this verse of Scripture. Uh, it's not just an example of, you know, somebody like Delilah or somebody like um, Potiphar's wife or the enemies of God. Look what Revelation 12 and verse 10 says. 
Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens, It has come at last, salvation and power in the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters, and let me pause right there, the accuser of our brothers and sisters, that word accuser is one of the names of Satan or is one of the names of the devil. He has different names in the scripture. This is one. He is the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down. The one who accuses them before our God annually in one bad season in their life, in a real rough patch way back in 1994. No. He accuses them how often? The scripture says here, day and night. And I am so glad that he's being cast down. <laughs> it says that we overcome him by the, word of the, uh, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. But what we want to see here is he accuses how often? Day and night, day and night, day and night. And some people, the volume's turned down in the day when other people's volume or the volume of their voice is turned up. And then at night, he cranks it up full blast. Or maybe it's a different time of day or night. Day and night. He accuses. He accuses people. Uh, to other people, like he could tell, he could uh, tell and point out uh, to Naomi the faults of her sister. That's what he does. He accuses. He finds what somebody else is doing wrong, and then he harps on it and says, "Did you notice what they're doing wrong? Do you notice what they're doing wrong? Do you see that what they're doing? Do you see that what they're doing? Do you see that what they're doing? Day and night, day and night, so that what you start seeing is false, 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 false. You never want to talk like him." You never want to talk like him. Don't sing a duet with the devil. So we don't talk, we don't talk accusing, praise the Lord. But he not only talks to you about other people, but he also talks to you about yourself. You good for nothing. What's wrong with you? What an idiot you are. Why did you do that? So he sets up a thing to trip you and make you fall. And then he dances on your head and says, you fool, you're stupid person, you, you fell. He's mean, he's, but he's, and he's unrelentless, and he does it day and night. So we are really glad for his future is not going to look so good. Our future, we have a future and a hope. His does not, and that will change. Uh, so, but I want you to see... and. Uh, Guys, would you be willing to come back up here? Uh, Aiden, can you come? Oh, no, not the worship team. Uh, Aiden and his, uh, if you guys could come up. And, um, and then if we could get, uh, Glenn, could you please pop up here with these guys? Thank you. And uh, Liam, if you could come. And then, uh, Ben, if you could come. We're going to have two teams. 
It's going to be, could you please bring it? It's going to be a tug of war this morning. These guys, there were some guys in the first service. <laughs> okay, so first team, guys, if you come over on this side, uh, Aiden, and, uh, and so glad for helping us with this. And then if you guys, if you'll come over here, Okay, it's going to be tug of war. So, what we're going to have happen, it's good to see you. (laughs) Oh, I'm so happy to see you. Okay, hang on to this. Okay, this is church, don't be brutal. (laughs) Okay, so what we're going to do, yeah, hang, hang on. So what we're having is this, this team over here are the people of God. This, pe- this team over here is, uh, well, this, this team over here is God. You guys are God, okay? This team over here is the voice of the devil. I'm sorry, just this morning, that's all, just this morning. And as soon as you sit down, you're saints again, okay? As soon as you drop that rope, you are definitely saints, Okay, but what we have seen from the scripture is how often does God talk and interact to us? How often? Daily. How often does the devil talk? Daily. What happens with believers is if they uh, only respond to God, you know, because they don't do it on a daily basis, they are just listening on a, you know, Sunday. There's a place to listen to God. We have a time of the week for that. Or we have, you know, a, a special uh, uh, Bible study on a, on a Tuesday afternoon. So we've got two times a week we listen to God. It doesn't mean that the devil does not quit talking. So I just want you to demonstrate. When you listen, when, when, when a believer listens to God... What happens is more territory in your life is taken. And it doesn't matter if it seems like uh, what the devil is doing and what the devil is, is representing has muscle. I just have to say that because this works out really well here. It, it, can may, it can look like to you like, oh, it's too big. I can't manage that. It doesn't matter what it looks like. If you listen to God, God's words are more powerful. So, so let's say the believer is listening to God. Well, what happens? You start pulling. You start pulling. You start pulling. It doesn't matter if there's a resistance, and there is a resistance. The devil doesn't want you to have the will of God in your life. He is going to lie. He is going to pull. He is going to. And how often is he going to accuse you that you are not going to win? You're not, this thing isn't going to come to pass. That the plan of God isn't going to happen for you. That the promises of God aren't going to happen for you. He'll do it day and night. But these guys, I mean, the, will, the word of God is happening day and night too. So they pull. They pull. And get more and more and more territory. Get more and more and more territory. Now watch what happens. This is the negative side. So the believer just says, well, God only talks on, I'm just only listening on Sunday. And you got an hour and a half. Get busy. Talk. 
So then what happens is this start, it starts pulling, starts pulling, just starts pulling, starts pulling because, and there's, gets so there's no even, there's not enough strength to even have resistance. So what ends up happening? Just, they end up just following, just following, just following whatever the devil is saying, just following with no resistance at all. And it ends up that, the, that what the enemy is saying, he'll just lead, he'll lead a child of God into a place of bondage in their life and lose territory in their life. But then, if I start listening today, because I tell you, you can think, oh, I've done that, I've done that, there's no hope for me, I've done that. No. Hebrews 3 and Hebrews 4 says, today, if you hear my voice. So today, you're hearing the voice. Today, you're hearing the voice. Okay, they're resisting. They're resisting. There is a resistance. But you are empowered. God's word empowers the believer. And you'll, you'll start getting territory back. Praise the name of the Lord. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Let's give these guys a hand. Thanks. Let's look at some ways, a daily exchange today, a daily exchange of what we receive from God, what we give to God on a daily basis. You're not, you don't have to struggle so hard and, and strain for victory in your life. You don't have to struggle and strain so hard to get more territory in your own life or, you know, the, the body of Christ to get stronger in Logan and in, in, in Brisbane and in Australia and in this part of the world. If we just hear and listen to him every day, he's the one commanding victories. So what is the first thing? I got four things that we can do, four things. First thing. Every day. Give him attention. Look at God. There's so many people to look at. There's so many influences. The TV, uh, social media, all kinds of things to look at. Look at him. Interact. Call him by name. Talk to your father. Talk to the one who redeemed you, Jesus. Talk to the one who is your strengthener and helper, the Holy Spirit. Talk to God. And... Give attention to him. And when you do, first thing happens when you get your eyes on him. Happened when Jesus started that prayer in, in Matthew. Our, my father who art in heaven. The next thing he said, holy is your name. Worship is so natural when you take your eyes off of what is discouraging and put your eyes back on him. Give attention. Number two. While you give your attention, now give your cares. Jesus said there's cares that happen every day. Don't even have to worry today about tomorrow because tomorrow's going to have its own worries. So cast your cares, cast the cares of today on the Lord today. Don't let them stack up because tomorrow there's going to be another batch. 
Cast your care on the Lord. These are some of the things that we do on a daily basis. Jesus said in Matthew 6:34, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Uh, the third thing is then receive his life. John 7, 37 to 39, Jesus said, if you're thirsty, come to me and drink. Well, what, it, what is it that you get from Jesus, a personal interaction with him? I'm not talking about getting saved and Jesus becoming the Lord of your life. I'm talking about this route or this journey in between the time you get saved and the time you die. Drink from Jesus. Wisdom comes from him. His love, his grace, his mercy. Grace to help you stand. Mercy for the times that you did not. Healing. Provision. He daily loads you with good things. There are, there are inheritances, they say, that have never been collected. Hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars worth of inheritances that have not been collected. Isn't that a shame? I've always thought, I wonder if I could get somebody else's inheritance. No, I tell you, we have been given such abundance, it would be a shame not to draw on it. So everything that, that God has provided for us in salvation, draw on it on a daily basis. I'll give you this example. You know, I have, um, I have my own bank account because I wanted the experience of learning how to, um, to bank online. All my life in the States, you know, they're still writing checks. Most people still write checks there. It's interesting, isn't it? So, but I, I wanted to learn how to bank online. And um, I'm actually, I've actually not, not done very well. I've had to go to the bank in person four or five times and, and go uh, to the person at the teller and say, um, I don't know, I really messed this up. I, I don't know what to do. And they look at me with wonder and amazement. It's like, where did you come from? I was born in Colorado. Be easy on me. Be easy on me. So, uh, but one thing I, that you don't have to do when you're transferring money from your bank to yourself or something else, you're transfer, you don't say, please, West Bank, please, I need, I need. I've never, in all the times that I've gone into the bank, never seen anyone laying prostrate on the floor and saying, oh, please give me money. You don't, you don't see that. But I've seen people do that in the throne room. And it's really too bad because they don't know that he's already given us so much. But it needs to be drawn upon. That's what we're talking about. You can actually make draws Every single day. <laughs> it's wonderful. So do. The fourth thing to do on a daily basis is when you come to him, you acknowledge him, you worship him, you receive of his life, you submit to whatever it is that his word is telling you. The next thing you can do is resist the devil. Submit to God, resist the devil, and what will the devil do? He will flee. 
Praise the Lord. Don't put up with that accuser in your life. But if you're feeling weak against the accuser, seems like his voice is stronger, then receive from God, not on a weekly basis. Receive on a daily basis. The word of God in your ears, in your eyes, in your mouths. Eat the word and it'll cause you to be strong. Praise the name of the Lord. If you'll come on up here, I'd like to just pray the greatest, greatest encounter you can have, experience that you can have, is um, to know Jesus Christ. So I'm talking to anybody that is here. I'm talking to anybody who is joining us online and saying today, today, the Bible says, is the day of salvation. Don't put off until next year. Today is the day. And I'm going to invite you in a prayer for you to pray along with me if you would, would like, if you would like Jesus to be the Lord of your life and to come into your life. What a difference, what a change, what a whole new direction. And so I'm going to ask the whole congregation to pray along with me um, as we lead in this prayer for you to pray. Are you ready? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for your great love to me. While I was an enemy of yours in sin, you came to save me. And you died for my sins. And because of my sins, I received what you did for me. And I believe that God raised you for the, from the dead. And I ask you to be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Now for the rest of us, while we're still praying, just put your hand on your chest. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. The Lord of the seasons of my life. Every season, every month, every year, every day. I acknowledge you today. I acknowledge your, your God. You're my God. You love me. You care about me, and I receive your love. I receive your wisdom and your mercy. Amen. Last night when I was praying for all of us and who would be here today and who would be listening online, I saw that there were people who have been in a place in their life where they ought not to be, They're, it's not God's will for them, in a situation, in a state, that's not where God put them. It was not God's plan. And there can be, and there has been sometimes events like a wonderful 
light come from heaven and just change everything in a moment. But I saw that what God is inviting you into today, every person in today, is a daily walk with Jesus. And he's going to walk you out of the place you are in right now and walk you into the place he has ordained for you. A different way of living, a different way of thinking, a different way of believing. Not an event. There are those. But a life lived every day with Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can you just put your hand up to him? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your life and your love. For your constant communion day and night. In Jesus' name, praise the Lord. Naomi, come. God bless you. Have a really good day. And when it's Monday, have another good day. Praise the Lord. And all week long, God bless you. If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at brainer.org.au.